everyone. Welcome to the Crew 3 Podcast. Rose Ruckman with these always are my co-host, Ricky. Hey. Are my, Ricky is now both co-hosts in one. Hey. Yeah, double salutes. Yeah, uh, Chris did not uh, – Chris is recovering. Yeah, recovering from, from his – The Grande. Yeah, the Grande. The gra- no, Chris didn't Grande. Don't tell Chris him that. Said, don't don't tarnish his reputation. Look, I also didn't Grande. I Grande'd. On the ride home, Sawyer was like – That was probably the, the worst Mexican music I've ever had. Movies, movie, Mexican music. Worst Mexican Mexico. food I had. Really? He was like, it's pretty. It was pretty bland. And honestly, I kind of agree. It kind of was. It's abuelos. Yeah. Thirteen. <clears throat> like they're 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 perfectly fine Mexican food. Yeah. It's no chewies, it, you know. It's no it's no chewies. But it's fine. Yeah. And uh, I enjoyed the grande. Honestly, at the end of all that magic, and especially because I didn't get Jen the previous night, right? <sighs> Mad chicken though. It was good. Mad Chicken was good. It was like, we're not gonna call, we're not gonna call it what we actually called it while we were waiting, walking over there. I actually don't know what it was called. It, it was called Mad Chicken, but we were calling it something else. Okay, I, I wasn't there for that because I had to park, and that was no. Five. You were there. You were definitely there. You just weren't. Oh, you were right. just. I was in without your vulgarities. I was in Kimchi Heaven. Is where I was. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, the uh, I just wanted a lot of food. Yeah, that. I was just like, man, like I've eaten like just a coffee for breakfast and like two things of trail mix over the course of the day. Yeah, it's like it's time, you know. Well, and it also didn't help that the the eighty five degree bar, the eighty five degree bakery was also like wiped out when we yeah, got there. Yeah, there was nothing there, so I didn't grab anything for breakfast. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you, you said there was like a furry convention also going on this weekend, which is also partially contributing to why apparently and there was that like, area. I think there were three conventions because like the Fort Worth Convention Center had something going on in it too. Uh-huh. Because nothing was at the Fort Worth. Like we weren't – yeah. So I don't know. Uh, there were like 20 million conventions happening in Dallas. Yeah. So unfortunately the usual uh, you know, hour wait for Jen turned into like two and a half hours. Right. And there was no parking. There was not. There, you know, there's a second gen. There's second gen. Yeah, it's further north in Frisco. Oh, yeah. But is that the safety net gen? I guess now it is. But I mean, I didn't know that they finally built the second one. You know. Yeah. Well, there's. Is it a? Isn't it a chain? I think there's one in Houston too. No, no. There's one in California and one in Dallas. That's it. Okay. So it is a chain, but there were two. Now there's three, I guess. Okay. You know who else is getting a chain now? This is, this is big news for you and me. Uh, Stormcrow's opening a second location. In I, I saw that. That's it's pretty not high. news I, for us. No. It's news for Ed. It's news for Ed, yeah. I don't know. I just I, – uh, I, mess- I messaged the owner. I was like, hey, happy for you guys. Like, good to see great people, like, expanding out and doing good things. So uh, super excited for the open of the second location. Do you know they still no, – they don't make it. Jasco Games makes it, right? But – I can't believe uh, the, the, the VFS game or whatever is still making. Yeah, yeah. Now it's the My Hero game because My Hero is the same game. It's oh, is it? Jasko. Yeah, it's Jasco Games. It's the UFS. Jasco also makes it. Huh. Interesting. Anyways, Lubbock huh. game designers. Lubbock game designers. Speaking of game designers, let's talk about uh, Las Vegas game designers with uh, with Cryptic here. Oh, wow, you have your thing, but we're not putting this yeah. video up. Huh? 
but we're not putting this video up. So no, I'll, I'll still I'll still hold up for the camera. Yeah, uh, yeah. So obviously we're so this week this week we're just going to kind of talk about the two challenges, uh, talk about our just weekend at the Hunter Burton, and then uh, just kind of where Pioneer's going as we get ready for the release of Mom and uh, the start of Pioneer season here uh, in a couple weeks again. Um, so real quick though, one of the things that was going on at the Hunter Burton was a setup for uh, it was a game called Cryptic, their first set Genesis. Um, I don't know if I don't know if he's just friends with the owners or if he's like partially involved. He's on the creative team, uh, but Chumley from Pawn Stars was also there, so Chumley hype, right? Uh, and he was helping shuffle the game, and they handed out thirty card uh, like learn to play booster decks. Yeah, um, the game looks pretty interesting. Um, it, Rick and I were kind of talking about it. We didn't, unfortunately, just with how busy we were playing this weekend, didn't really have a chance to sit down with like their team and talk and learn how to play we the game. We were too good to play the game. Yeah, we, we were doing too well uh, to play the game. Uh, but it's kind of, uh, it's inter- it, it, their resource system feels very much like uh, Kaijudo Dual Monsters, where like every card you, you have can be played as like your land, yeah. essentially, right? Um, right. And then it has like a shield slash prize system for damage. Uh, I think like one of the things they're trying to do, it really feels like with the marketing as well, is it's like you can just like have your deck in a bag and just play anywhere with minimal setup because you don't need like dice or tokens or anything like that. The game is meant to just like you have your cards and you can yeah, just play. The big thing that they were like touting is like there's no dice or tokens. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I had a long conversation on the way home from the Hunter Burton about just, like, how wild Magic has gotten with game objects. Mm-hmm. How just, like, so many cards just generate other cards for no reason. Yeah. So, I-, I will admit that does sound a little nice, like a break from fire design, you know? Yeah. But, like, every card is, like, full art and borderless. The art's pretty cool. Um only four colors. Ricky's very disappointed there isn't red. There isn't red, so the game's probably bad. But uh, uh, you know, we're open. We're open to, to seeing it succeed yeah. and trying it out, right? Uh, but There's you a card know, Ricky's called, uh, fatal poke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ricky's just hoping that you know, uh, in the, in a future set, we add the when we add another color, it's, it needs to be red representative at least. We, we add the um, red the fifth red color to the game. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, uh, one of no, the backs. Did you did you notice? Did you look at the Kickstarter rewards? A little bit, yeah. They had a six open. Only two were bought, right? To be uh-huh. an OG six uh, backer, right? Okay. It was nine thousand nine hundred dollars, right? Hell yeah, yeah. All right, you get ninety six booster boxes. Ooh. Uh, you get uh some absurd number of starter decks. Uh huh. Uh, and then you get to work directly with the designers and the art team to design your own card in the second set and be depicted in the art. That's hype. That's pretty cool. Right. So that's kind of fun. I also think like one thing we we also talked about briefly before we started recording is that like this game looks like it definitely has collector ability in mind because they're going to have – they have like a special – it's like the noble art list – where so, it's like a it's a pseudo reserve list where art certain art will just not be reprinted or reused again. 
Like they have a piece of Chris Rush art that will not be reused again uh, from that original printing. So it looks like they have like some collector ideas in mind. Like I know like PSA grading was offered when the game even came out. But like you said, though, it there's serialized, there's stuff like that, but it's not like uh, flesh and blood levels of, yeah, but this one card you need is like one per two cases. So like if you look at their thing, um, it was like there's commons, rares, and noble rares, right? Uh-huh, yeah. And that's as high as their rarity system goes. And every pack has one rare and uh-huh. then either a rare or a noble rare. And noble rares are one in three packs. So you're guaranteed like 10 of them in a box, 12 mm-hmm. of them in a box, right? Yeah. So like that makes the availability of the card pool kind of sound like really good, you know? Yeah. Like if you get 12 mythic boxes, right? And mm-hmm. every box, so every pack that doesn't have a mythic is double rares. Yeah. So like your booster box is producing you um, 12 mythics and then like uh, real quick, like 50 some odd rares. Yeah. Plus foil rares and foil mythics because there's a mm-hmm. foil in every pack too. Yeah. That like if you just want to play the game, the cards will be there. Yeah. And then, then there's like once per box you're guaranteed like a full art card, and once per case you're guaranteed a an unlegible card. I don't. Why do people like that? Well, it's the unlegible card is like it's just the name right, but the bo- text box is still written in English. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's what it looked like. I thought it was like a definitely um, completely. No, it looked like only the card name was like in their little custom language or whatever i think the whole thing is written in their fake language um either way uh i don't know why uh people are into the big uh unlegible cards like unreadable cards sure the i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna say it right now everybody who has phyrexian text anything you're awful but ricky i have phyrexian text shields awful like oh like playing like Phyrexian text cards in like these tournaments. And I'm like, Hey man, what does that card do? Can we look up the Oracle text? You know, like it's yeah, just everyone, like, knows what Sh- everyone knows what Shieldred does. Yeah. Everybody knows what Shieldred does, but like there's like weird ones like Nissa, ascendant analyst. Yeah. Sure. If you're going to like a limited tournament and somebody plays a Phyrexian herb rask, which one isn't in the set, then also isn't in a language that is readable by literal anybody. Are they are those available in Frexian? I don't think they were. Yeah, I don't think you can get the prototype cards in Frexian. Um, I think you can. Okay, they definitely come step and complete. Anyways, I think my opponent's arena skin. There's too many variants of cards in Magic. Yeah, uh, that's why I'm happy with serialized cards. Yeah, so it's just like, hey, guess what? This set, there's some serialized cards. Go get them, champ. Yeah. Right. And we don't have to release a completed bundle with oil slick cards that only come in the completed bundle. But what are these cards in the collector boosters? Those aren't oil slicks, you idiot. Those are step and complete foils. Don't you know the difference? Hey, speaking of serialized cards, I've got a stack of 101 of one, the one ring that if anyone wants to buy one, let me know. 20 bucks, all yours. The one ring. Uh, I don't know if you saw the high end magic group post of like, hey, New offer for the one of one ring. I give you fifty thousand dollars, and we both throw it in a volcano. I'm in. I'm in, right? Yo, I would. I would definitely take it to a volcano. Yeah, 
Um, but who gets to be Sam? Uh, look, as long as as long as no one bites my finger off, I don't care what we're doing. <laughs> Isn't there like a specific volcano that the community wants to throw it into? Uh, it was probably the one that is just Mordor, right? No, no, no. There's a volcano that like Gavin Verhey has taken pictures on before. Like Gavin oh, Verhey really? on a vacation went to a volcano and like took pictures on a volcano. Oh, okay. Huh. I want to go to the one that I've... Boston Rob used. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one. The one in Hawaii. In Survivor, when he uh, yeah. when he's like, I don't even need the idol anymore, and just throws it in the volcano and laughs. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude. Okay. So, uh, spoilers for the UK edition of the Traders. Marilyn and I just finished before we what, recorded what? this. Um, huh? What is the Traders? I've talked about the traders before, and you made fun of me because it's on Peacock. And you're like, "Who has Peacock?" And I said, "I do." And you're oh, like, "Oh, you okay, would. there we go." I, I would never see. There's UK shows on Peacock. Yes, because they have like the brand of the traders on there. Uh, the trader stuff was a Dutch show, and then it was an Australian version, then a UK version, then an American version. There's like a bunch of other versions. Sure, but like the American one was good because it had like Sari from Survivor. Um, Cody from Big Brother. Right, like right, it right. had like half reality people, half regular people, but the British one was just right, all regular people. Right. The, dude, the ending incensed me so much because again, spoilers for people watching the UK edition of The Traitor. Um like right like before the like the last couple episodes, it's down to one traitor left out of the initial three. And right. he essentially gets told okay, you get to pick one person to make a case to have them be join you as a traitor or they get kicked off and murdered on the show. And Heck so yeah. it's like, so it's like, okay, so cool. This person is essentially forced to join the traitor team, right? And this, this so other surviving traitor is, has backstabbed everyone else on the traitor team. Like he's been the person who started the votes against them every time they got kicked off. Just because he's like, oh, I don't know if I can trust them, gets them kicked off, right? Right. And so once this guy's on the team heading into the final episode, he does the same shtick again. And that guy who, like, got essentially, again, coerced into joining the trader team goes, you're all going to vote for me. I just want you to know there's some people here playing a really good game. And then as they're doing the voting out, as they, like, because they public reveal who they all vote for. He writes uh-huh. like the, the the last original trader's name down and goes, "That's a gift for you," and leaves. Like, what? And so, because everyone's like, "Oh, it can't be this guy because we love him. He's been so good." And so, of course, that puts the everyone starts figuring out like, "Oh no, yeah, he he has to be the last trader." And right. so, this guy is just like at the very end, he's like, "Oh my god, I'm so glad you guys figured out it was me. I would have felt like so heartbroken uh-huh. taking away your money." And he's just like pulling off his case, just like. I brought my friends along with me. That way I could help them win money. And they're only here because I helped them get here into the end. And it's just like, bro, you're a scumbag. Oh my God. Jeez. Well, all right. Real quick, real quick before we resume magic land, the, the talk of the volcano trip reminded me of, I found out what I'm going to do if I ever win the lottery. Yeah. Does it involve volcanoes? Kind of. Uh-huh. So this is, uh, starting at 110,000. So, first of all, I don't know if you knew this. Disney has like a vacation plan. It's called Adventures by Disney. Okay. Um, and you can adventures? take trips. To, 
you go to Africa, they have North America tours, Asia Pacific, the polar region, Central South America, Europe, and around the world. Around so the world. The around, the around the world package uh-huh. starts at $110,000 per adult. Okay. It is 24 days, 23 nights. This is a trip that can take 75 people on. It, so it is. it goes six countries. You go to all 12 Disney theme parks. You also go to the Pyramids of Giza, the Eiffel Tower, and the Taj Mahal. You stay at like world class restaurants. Uh, you have a you stay at VIP, huh, sorry. You stay at like world class hotels. Um, you also get to spend the night at Skywalker Ranch, which is like <laughs> yeah. Um, you also fly on a VIP like custom configured Boeing seven fifty seven. It is like insane. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying. $200,000 and an entire month of your life. Yep. Done. Done. We're in. God. That sounds uh, incredible, actually. It sounds like a ton of fun. Anybody yeah. who can afford that and, uh, you know, I'm sure that, that will be a amazing trip. Yeah. So uh, sign up for the Patreon so we can afford that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we'll afford. Uh, we'll, we'll rock, paper, scissors for one of us to go. Right, right. And then when Chris uh, wins. And then Chris wins and hates it the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well. Uh, all right. Magic? Magic. Where do we, we want to do the challengers or do you want to start? Just, let's get the challenge out of the way and then we can just talk about the whole Hunter Burton. Sure. I also want to also uh, boop, 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 update. It doesn't matter because it, it's going to happen already by the time we put this episode out. But Shadows Over Innistrad Remastered comes out tomorrow. It does. I bought my bundle today. I remember. I bought my to bundle. Buy, buy your bundle now. Anybody who's hearing this on Friday, it's too it's late. Too late. <laughs> I'm going to go to this corner right now. Remind everyone: buy your Shadows bundle. If you're hearing this on Monday somehow because you hacked our mainframe, buy it. Did you see the article they released that was like 38 pages on like? Uh, how how long, the bonus sheet rotation works? No, how they programmed Emmercool into the game. Oh, no, I didn't see this. And that the file of Emmercool is bigger than the rest of the set combined. Hell yeah. So when it, when Arena updates tomorrow, literally half of that is putting Emmercool in the game. The, like, the code to figure out how to make it control your opponent's turn? Yeah. Nice. That's wild. And, uh, like, how to, like, resolve multiple Emrakuls getting pa- cast in succession and stuff. Uh-huh. So, uh, everybody who crafts their Emrakuls tomorrow, just know some people who were not paid enough literally <laughs> didn't see their wives or children for months. Yeah. Uh, so you could take your opponent's turn and then bug out and make them concede anyways. <laughs> so that's the first thing I'm going to try to do tomorrow with, with the new set is just like craft an Ember cool and try to cast it. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be just exciting. To make them feel, they feel validated for their work and effort. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's take a look at these challenges. We'll talk about the Hunter Burton and uh, kind of where pioneers at uh, as like a wrap up of our 
no bans, should these be unbanned talks. All right. So on the Saturday challenge in eighth place, we have Remph on Bant Spirits. Seventh place, we have Rylax on Azorius Control. Sixth place, we have VFS on Azorius Control playing the... Uh, You're on the wrong one. Not? Are we? Oh, oh, I am on the wrong one. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's fine. Roll it. Sunday. Keep rolling. Sorry. Correction. <laughs> Sunday's challenge then. Uh, Rakdos, uh, fifth place, misplaced Ginger on Rakdos midrange. Fourth place, L1XO on Gruel Boats. In third place, Esmith on Mono Red Aggro. In second place, Luckadaki on uh, Rakdos Sacrifice. And in first place, Magician Magico on Gruel Midrange. Gruel Boats again. Uh, a lot of midrange piles here. Uh, looking like a little bit less con- uh, combo here. Not too many uh, of the like the five color mid range deck lists here. In the rest of the event, uh, let's look at this red deck. So let's look at the red deck. Let's look at the oh, let's look deck. at this red deck, man. Yeah, tell me this red deck. This deck is going to make me feel right. Four yeah. lava runner, four monastery swift spear, four soul scar mage, four vishino pyromancer, four vishino pyromancer. You read that right, vishino pyromancer, bone crusher giant, play with fire. One Spike Field Hazard, four Light Up the Stage, four Skewer the Critics, four Wizards Lightning, four Kumano, who faces Kazakhan, then Dens, Ramian Up Ruins, Sokazan, Mountains, and like then in our sideboard, we're just like four Rending Volley, four Obliterating Bolt, two Roast. This is this is hot. Yeah. This is hot right here. One Goblin Chain Warler for the Elves player. I just want to play this deck and feel again. Yeah, then do it. I might. I mean, I have all the cards. Yeah. Also, like, this is $93 in tabletop. Yeah. Um, And, like, most of that is your four rending volleys. And, and the your four den of the bugbears. Yeah. If you it's, if you don't play rending volley in your side, no, 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 don't, don't make those cuts. It's funny that Play the Fire is still, like, $2 a copy, and it sees, like, no play. It sees play... In uh, standard right now. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Right. So, I love this deck. Absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah. Uh, boats is always fun. Of course, I love any meta where Raptor Sacrifice is doing good. Uh, we're on the oh leyline of the void in the board. It's kind of funny how like I feel like Grease Fang's making a comeback in Midgo. But, like, it's still kind of dragging behind, at least in the R paper area. Like, I don't um, think there's... Well, I mean, you say that, but then we're going to look at the Hunter Burton in a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, like, the even the meta breakdown, there wasn't a whole lot of Grease Fang there. Oh, Grease Fang. I'm sorry, I thought, you, I thought you said another another name. No, no, no. I thought you said, you know, Rakdos back, all right, you know? Uh, well, I mean, it is, right? Uh, but, you know, I'm here for Rakt- I'm here for Rakdosak though. Uh, but anyway, let's look at the the Saturday challenge real quick. Uh, Kai's on Rakdos mid range. Trash boat 100 on Boris Agar. What is this? Is this heroic? Yeah, it is heroic. Nice. Sixth place Azax on Mono Green Devotion. Fifth place Draken on uh, what is this? Tarka Red. We do have some Tarka Red here. Fourth place. Victor Carvalho, 0-1 on Mono Green Devotion. Third place, Maloless 
on Rakdos mid-range. Second place, Joseph on Abzan Greasefang. And Rushy00 on Abzan Greasefang. Of course, we've been part of the Esper Fang gang a lot recently. Uh, what do you think? What do you think uh, Esper versus Abzan lines up right now? So, I think that the uh, just for long like long tournaments and stuff like that. I think that Esper is like kind of safer, but like yeah. you just get on a tear with Abzan Greasefang and just hit people on turn three with a big mm-hmm. boat, and it's just kind of you're just all in, you know? Yeah. I personally like this is a this winning list is a unbelievably cute list. I am I am not so solidly sure on this list. Um playing two silence and four thought sees in the main. The thought sees normal. The silences I don't think are. Yeah. I play like one in my Esper board, and that's like it. Whew. Two silence. He says no. Yeah. Uh, Vessel of Nascency, I think, like, once again, like, the Vessel of Nascency over the Seder Wayfinders now, so you can, like, grab Isika's Chariots in the mid-range matchups is pretty sweet. I still mm-hmm. think, like, if your field is a lot more aggro, Vessel is too slow, right? Sure. But, like, you want, you want the Wayfinders to block. Right. Mono White's kind of gotten a little beat down in the past couple of days, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Doom Whisperer in the sideboard is really hot in first place. Yeah, I like Doom Whisper sure. a lot. I'm not sure it's better than like Shieldred, but you know, pop off for sure, right? I mean, we have to pay for life surveil too, right? Right. It flies and it tramples. Yeah, it's a six six. Yeah, that's a good boy. Gets the job done. Definitely. Uh, I play it in my commander deck. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, what are you about here with Mono Green? I guess. Mono Green's kind of died down a bit, so, you know, we don't need to have Nicole Bolas for the, the, the Mono Green Mirror match if we, chain, if we stone brain each other. Um, right. This fourth place list, though, playing three in search of greatness is kind of interesting. Well, it gives you three, or it gives you two devotion, first off, right? Yeah. And then it lets you just get free elves or free, like, even better than elves, if you've got a cavalier in play, you just get like free Karns, free Kioras, right? Um. Well, you can't go less. You only go up. Oh, it goes upward. Yeah, you have to go one into two, two into three, three into four, four into five. Oh, you can do one plus the highest command cost among other permanents you control. So, like, if you have this in play, right? If it's just in search of greatness in play, you can put a old growth troll into play. And then you could go that into a free Karn. Well, that's sick, though, right? Just like yeah, with you play this on turn two, and then like on turn three, it's just like here's an old growth troll, or we're putting into play a Kiora. Yeah, that's kind of sick. It's no, but still, it's the leyline of abundance. But yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's no leyline of abundance. This uh, Boros aggro deck, this Boros heroic deck, is kind of sick. Uh, playing, yeah. of course, Illuminator Virtuoso. Sometimes you just get people, right? Sometimes yeah. you cast Ancestral Anger on your Illuminator Virtuoso, connive, discarding an Ancestral Anger to get plus two. Yeah. Plus the Chris, Where's Chris at? Of course, the week with like Chris's W deck here, Illuminator Virtuoso, Homestead Courage, and Ancestral Anger, and he's not here. Right. So I'll say it for him. Uh, Chris is right. He hyped up these cards and they were coming out. 
and uh, he's never been wrong. <laughs> wow. Time you to uh, reset the counter. Chris is back to uh, – he's not right for another, like, three weeks. Days since Chris has been right. Yeah. Uh, Ed would like this deck because it plays Showdown of the Scalds. And I learned this weekend that Ed will do anything to play Showdown of the Scalds. Yeah, I, I'm <sighs> – I need to try out the Mardu Abzan list that uh, that Autumn was playing right that he picked up. I like. Don't get me wrong, Right of Oblivion is interesting, but I'd just rather play Vanishing Verse. Right, a little mm-hmm. Jusak stuff, but like it's sorcery speed and sor- sorcery speed removal. Not that great in this format. So I don't know. I mean, we got lots of things going on in this format. It's kind of sick. I'm liking There's a lot of it. Stuff going on. Um, this challenge is kind of hot. I think this challenge is way more exciting than the, the Sunday challenge. There's creativity in 10th place. Good. Uh, we got here. Choke on your creativities and die. Yeah. What's this Esper list in 29th place? What is this? Esper Legends. Someone was like, I could put my standard deck. Oh, Look man. at this list. Uh, 29th place, Esper by Schwami. Uh, we have Kithion, four Kithion, two recruitment officer, Three Skrell, four Denik, three Fibblefip the Lost, three Niambi, four Thalia Guarded Thraben, four Adelina Splendid Cathar, four Rafine, three Shieldred, four Mox Amber. 22 lands with four Plaza yeah. Heroes. Grip it and rip it. This deck is sick. Three, three Odawara. Yeah. Because it's just free at that point, yeah. right? Like, exactly. We're just one blue bounce something. Uh, yeah, like. Really, Fibble is the funniest one to me. Well, we gotta find the legends, you know. Yeah, yeah. It well, finds everything but Niambi, right? So you play Fibblethip, right? Yeah. And you draw a card. Then you play Niambi, right? Okay. Um, and you bounce it. Okay. Uh, and then you can discard the Fibblethip to Niambi to draw two more cards. Oh, okay. All right. All right. You know, this card advantage we're getting. Like you just churn the deck. It was value. Right, uh, I agree. Yeah. This deck is sick. This is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is this? That is just Phoenix again. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Plenty. Uh, anything else in this list? In this uh, this challenge, you want to point out? Hold on. Oh, oh, my work phone. Oh. Uh, Two phones. Yeah, I normally do that in the car, but uh, seeing Oops. as uh, <laughs> things happened, things happened, so I brought it in. There's a yeah. mono red Obosh in 15th place. Hell yeah, mono red Obosh. With a, uh, with a QB Turtle 15 is the pilot. Uh, 15 in your screen name, 15th in your place. There we go. It had to be. They were like, yeah. they're like, I could have placed higher, but no, no, no. I just. No, no. 15th, perfect. This is where I want to be. All right, we got Chandra's. Oh, oh man, Furnace Punisher is an odd card. There's a card you didn't know existed until this weekend. Right. It's also odd numbered, so you can play it yeah. in this deck. It's kind of sick. Each place upkeep. They have two or more basic lands. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. I remember this card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Card's pretty yeah, good. Deep. I mean, I was I was at one point thinking, like, can we ever get back to basics in uh not back to basics, but um uh Price of Progress and Pioneer? <sighs> Here it is. This it is what we're going to get. One damage per land, please. This is what we're going to get. In every deck. <laughs> yeah. This card is good, though. This card's really good. 
Like, who plays two basics, right? Like, uh, I play Abzan two basics deck, right? in most of my decks, like, total. This Abzan deck plays one Swamp, right? Yeah. This yeah. next recent thing plays one Swamp. Uh, then we got, like, this Rakdos midrange list. Let's see how many... We got two Swamp in the whole deck. You Again, know? I'm telling you, I... I play maybe like two or three basics in all of my decks just for the like blue white control copium who's gonna try to field to ruin me. Girl aggro? Oh yeah. They don't play but one mountain. Yeah. Mono mono green though? They got it. Twelve twelve forests. You got it, mono green. They're safe. But they would never have the forests in play. I'm just saying. They always go yeah. like layer the hive in the forest and then nick those, you know? Yeah. Can we talk about the uh, the fifth place rule aggro deck playing one audacity? <sighs> the audacity of it all. I know, right? Roll mid range, right, well, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> all right, well that will do it, uh, I guess, for the for the two challenges. So let's talk about the big events this weekend. Oh Why? Hold on, you said? Huh? Why why the audacity? I I we gotta push sand this one annex through. What is this list? In fourth place, though, hold on. There's a little. There's a little extra spice on the on this bone here. We talked about it, the the in search of greatness. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Am I on the wrong one again? I'm on the nineteenth one. Oh yeah, that was the yeah yeah. You're on the the other one. It's like playing Luca in the sideboard. Yeah, like they messed with that for a bit. Some people still like Luca. Also, there's weathered runestone. What does weathered runestone stop in this format? Collect the company. And Grease Fang? stops Grease Fang. Okay, all right. I was like, I was like trying to figure out what it stops. I was like, okay, it just, the answer is just Grease Fang. Okay, cool. And Company. And Col- does it stop Clea's uh, Resurrection or whatever that card's called? Reconstruction? Uh, yeah, because it's just the same thing. It it looks at the top X cards and put them into play, right? So it's still you look your at the library. top seven cards and then you put X of them into play. Yeah, so it's... Build your own company. Yeah. So it's the same thing. It stops it. Okay. All right, let's get to the exciting events. All right, let's get to the exciting events. Um, So uh, essentially, collectively between you and me, we played the three kind of air quotes. uh, We played the three RCQs essentially this weekend. Right. Uh, I I donated money to charity on Saturday. Yes. Uh, I I just paid for the VIP pack to donate money to charity. Right, right. Uh, I, I did it the hard way by playing eight rounds of Modern. Yeah, how are those rounds of Jose Cuervo? Um, they were f- f- fine, I guess. It was it was magic cards were cast. I played goblins, and I never comboed once. I just killed people with damage. What's the? Did you say you never comboed once? Yeah. What's the combo? You play Conspicuous Snoop, right? Okay. And then you play Bogart Harbinger, which lets you put any goblin on top of your deck. Oh. So you put on top of your deck, and then you can make infinite conspicuous snoops. Because he gains the text box of Kiki Jiki, but uh, he's not legendary, so he can target himself. Okay, 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 I see you. And then with the last one, you target the Bogart Harbinger again, and you change the top card of your deck into Sling Gang Commander, which says sacrifice a goblin to make your opponent lose one life, and then you gain one life, and then you win. Oh, okay. Yeah. All you right. You can do that All on right. turn three. Uh, it never right. happens. I'm here for goblin scam. Yep. I played all the way live for day two until the very last round of the day, eight round eight, 
I was mm-hmm. kind of worried about round eight because uh, if I messed up and like won, <laughs> then I had to play more modern. I mean, you could have dropped. You can't. You can't yeah. do that. Can't do that. It's not in the spirit. No. And I was like, my only goal for the Saturday was to just like, we're going to play eight rounds of modern. And the only goal for the day just to is go five to- and three. Not say anything disparaging about the modern format or its players. And it was a tough day. But you do it? But I did it. After I, shook, after I shook my opponent's hand in round eight, literally one of the people in my car was just literally goes, all right, Ricky, you're free. And I was just like, <laughs> I just went off. I like stood up, walked away and went off. <laughs> well, let, let him cook, let him cook. Let him cook. I can't cook any of that here. Uh, it's not uh, repeatable on this uh, Christian Minecraft server. Okay. But, uh, boy, Sunday was a fun day. Sunday was a fun day. Uh, do you want to go first with Standard or should I talk at the Pioneer event? I played in a Standard event. I played Green White Toxic. I went 4-0, 8-0, and then double drew into third seed of top eight of the 1K. Uh, I was then uh, summarily destroyed and dunked into the core of the earth by a mono red player. Uh, I thought mono red was a great matchup for me. And I realized when talking with one of the local Dallas grinders who told me that it was a very bad matchup for me, that I'm an idiot. Um, (laughs) I thought for sure that like, I was like, Oh, I got lantern flares. I got knockout blow. Like uh, Skrull's hive gives my entire team lifelink. How can mono red ever beat me? the mono red decks play real cards and all the people on arena play bad cards. Like what, who's playing mechanized warfare. That card is unplayably bad. Anyways, don't play mechanized warfare in your standard deck. Like all the <laughs> arena mono red players and just take a turn off to do nothing. You know, just play your thundering Raijus and win. Just play thundering Raijus and win. Exactly. Play furnace punisher and watch your opponent be punished. Right. Because how does like Esper beat that? They don't. They die. Yeah. So, like, I'm now considering mono red again, which is fine. Oh. But, like, I've got toxic all put together, but, like, if it's red cards, I own them. So, like, also I can play mono red. Yeah. You know? We're thinking, huh? uh, We're thinking. We're thinking. we got to do a lot of testing this week. It was a fun event. I enjoyed playing my standard matches. All of my rounds in the Swiss, I just played against mid-range piles, be it Esper or Grixis piles, or mono-white all of the Field of Ruins deck. Mm-hmm. I still think Infect is very strong. There's just... Yeah, you the, just, toxic, the Toxic deck, yeah. You just ranch people up and down. I've watched you guys do some gross things in that deck. Just like, here's Shieldred, here's... Or, sorry, here's uh, Skrelf, here's Jawbone Duelist, and did you just play, like, Xander's Lounge into, like, Haunted Shipyard? Well, then here's four poison and like you're dead. Like it just sort of spirals out of control really fast for the. Uh So I I like that deck quite a bit, Um, but that's standard. Uh, We're a pioneer podcast. We are a pioneer podcast and I played the pioneer 5k. Uh, It all started with the hemming and hawing of what deck to play. Um, Obviously I've been kind of going back to Rakdosak a lot lately uh, but I felt like going in here, we were going to see a heightened amount of Neoform and creativity and probably Omnath. 
Um, not that Omnath is a – it can get become spooky uh, just with lines binding. Uh, but, like, the, the combo matchups are just really hard for Sack. So I wasn't really looking forward to playing Sack in the event. So I was kind of between Grease Fang, which I just feel like I didn't have enough good reps with to kind of be safe in, like, my mulliganing choices and stuff like that. Um, and just my just general lines of the play. So right. I went back to the promised land of spirits. And it was a good, good decision. It was a great decision. I I mean, like, uh, I'll kind of go over my ra- like round by round here. Um, I will say, like, there was I I there was one real misplay. I feel like I made the whole weekend um, against Phoenix, um, but it was a thing that like I also feel like I kind of just can't play around at that point. So like, it was a punt, but also not at the same time. Um, what was the play? So, um, I had a, I had a spell. I had like a, a four or five spell queller out, and my opponent had, um, a phoenix. No, they had a, um, uh, they had a ledger shredder on two counters. Okay, three five and yeah. So, but like at this point, we're just like I just we're at the point of like trying to get the legislators off the board, right? Uh-huh. Well, no, it was a yeah. So actually, it was a it was a two four legislator or a mm-hmm. uh, not a two four. It was a uh, two four is one counter. Two, it was a two four. It was a two four legislator, right? So mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, so we'll, we'll just block the spell quetler or no, no, I I attacked into it essentially. Right. Um, and they they blocked, and they were able to go opt trigger ledger shredder, or they were go they were able to go opt into they had they or they had they had opt into finding damage spell into put a, 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 to draw another card to put a counter on the, spe- on the shredder, and it's like I they had one card left in hand at that point, and it's just like we're at the point of just like. If we don't start turning the cur- the corner on damage, we're going to lose anyway. So it's That's like, I don't know. Yeah, and, and it really just comes down to draws at that point. Uh, we lost that round um, two to one. So like, it wasn't it wasn't awful. Um, so anyway, like I said, I played Azoria Spirits. Um, Rick and I were talking about the metagame we expected. I had a lot of creativity, a lot of four color Omnath. Um, kind of looking at what that metagame looked like. Um, the Number one most played deck actually ended up being Rakdos Midrange, which yeah. makes sense. Um, I didn't see any of it on the weekend. There are some decks around me, um, but Rakdos only had a 55% match win ranking. Um, I expect well, a lot of the grinders. Once again, uh, this was on Melee, right? This is on Melee, right? So. so some of them are listed as Rakdos Aggro because people yeah. cannot be trusted with anything. Yeah. So, but still, I mean, I, I had more faith that, like, I feel like a lot of, I'm not going to say, like, all, all the good players have moved off of Rakdos midrange, right? Like, there's still a lot of good players who are comfortable with playing the deck, playing Rakdos midrange. I think a lot of the grinders that we normally see outside of a few of them um, have kind of moved on from the deck and are playing a lot more of the combo-focused decks at the moment, or they're playing, like, Omnath. Mm-hmm. 
Azorius Control had a pretty big deck population, but is living on pure coat. Um, they made top eight too. They did make top eight. They did it. But funny enough, though, like I, I actually ran into some matchups were round one. I played Lotus. Uh, I won against Lotus two one. I dropped game one because they had Seder Wayfinder. Uh, not Seder Wayfinder. They had Voyaging Seder game one. Right. And which gave them access to three Lotus Fields, essentially. Um, with Spirits, you can generally beat two Lotus Fields, but the three, they start making enough mana that you kind of can't right. counter their spells anymore. So that's pretty rough there. But um, people ask me, because I, I, you know, I was, when we looked at the Zori Spirits, we were really confused on the Lantern Bearers and stuff like that in it. But having played it, um, at least for now, I don't think I'm going to drop or go to a build that isn't on the Lantern Bearer plan because having one drop into Curious Obsession won me so just important. so many games. Yeah. It's just so many games won. Not even like Geist Snare. Like having Geist Snare cost one is big, but just having an aggressive one drop giving you extra cards that just the combo decks can't really keep up with is, right. is insane. So definitely big on the Lantern Bearers there. Uh, round two, I played against Mono Red in a hell of a Nailbiter matchup. Um, Shackle guys coming in clutch there. Lost game two to them, just to a Tor brand and just slightly too big of a board. Round three, I played against the Neoform deck. And um, that's kind of a free roll matchup. There was a bunch of Neoform people there. There was a lot of Neoform. And if you're playing uh, Azor oh, Spirits, maybe, right? uh, I believe they had one player in top eight with it. Uh, yeah, there's one, uh, Brent Wagoner. Um, so, sorry, we, I skipped to the top eight. I just got one of my results. We'll finish this and we'll go to the top eight. Um, so I'm three out at this point. Round four is my first loss against Lotus. I don't think those games were unwinnable, except for the fact that, um, I just got stuck on two lands both games. Yeah. And you're in a position where... I can either interact with them and they just have an ability or I can progress my board. And so you, you can't really do both at that point. Um, round five, I played against Omnath, won that two to one. Uh, so we're still kind of live here. Round six, I pick up my second loss. And at that point, we're still in it for top eight. We're still playing for top 16 for sure. Round seven, I beat uh, Neoform 2-0. Uh, again, that matchup just feels like such a free roll. Um, right. They just can't beat a Mausoleum Wanderer on the board, essentially. Right. Um, and then round seven, or sorry, round eight, I lost to Gruel Boat. My opponent drew every piece of uncountable red removal in their deck. And I mean every uncountable. Like, they drew, like, in each of our sideboarder games, they drew two to three rending volleys and like two to three fries each game. So uh, at that point when my opponent is using the rending volleys on a land, on a naked lantern bearer, uh, what am I to do? <laughs> like, sure, bud, you got it. Uh, but anyway, like we went five and three, my opponent did offer to draw with me in round eight, but I'm just like, man, like I, there's still like kind of a chance that six and two could have made it. Cause we I didn't kind of know how everything shook out. So it was like, I'd rather, he's like, I think if we draw, we both top 16. I'm just like, I came here to play Magic. We'll just play Magic, so. Heck yeah. 
So five and three for a top 25 for a 25th place. And then, yeah, it, even then it ended up that the top eight all drew in. So six, one and one, it was a clean was cut. Six, number. Yeah. Yeah. Six, one and one was the magic number. Uh, but then again, all in all, I, I think I was very happy with the deck choice. Um, it's been a long time since I've played spirits and playing the deck again. Like, I'm not going to sit here and just like put myself over entirely right. Cause I know like there was some minor mistakes here. I probably kept some hands and we got lucky on some hands we shouldn't have kept. Right. Right. Um, Lotus of point one or not huh? one, but they made top eight. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the Lotus field point. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my lost Lotus was, was the guy was the, was Mac who top aided. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it, it felt really good to play the deck again. I hadn't played Spirits in a while, and uh, I might play it for a little bit longer. Uh, it just feels really good right now, especially if you're in a very combo-heavy meta. You have some decent matchup against some of the like you have like Omnath. You have like a good Omnath to light matchup. Right. Uh, um, Rakdos is really spooky. So if you're in a very very heavy Rakdos meta, uh uh-uh. uh. Um, Shackle Guys gives you pretty good game against uh, Mono, or against, not Mono Green, against um, Grease Fang, and then I do really like um, the, it's just, it's just fun, it's it's good to play Spirits again, I'll probably play it for a little bit longer, and uh, I, I do enjoy when Spirits feels fun and good in the meta, right? I think when you have a good tempo deck like that around, it uh, it's kind of a fun time, so uh, I'll probably keep this, playing Spirits around. This, uh, your Lotus Field yeah. opponent? yeah is not playing any way to reach their sideboard. No, they're not. They're main decking the approach. Well, they have Behold. They have one Behold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, that doesn't reach your sideboard. Oh, does it not? Oh, okay. No. They have no way to tutor for the uh, sideboard cards. Yeah. So there's no... Uh, there's no wishes. There's yeah. no... Uh, yeah. That's kind of wild. I'm not going to lie. That's that's straight up wild. Then. Mm-hmm. Uh. So that's insane. <laughs> yeah. Also, somebody top aided with mono red goblins, and elves also top aided. Yeah. Yeah, we unfortunately because of the way this was reported on melee, and we left a little early just to kind of hit the road. Um, I reached out to a couple people to try to get the results. Um, so if if I hear back from those people after we record, I'll put that in right here uh, for the top eight order. Um, but I know like our good friend Kevin Downs. Made top eight with Azorius Control there. Um, yeah, I think all in all, there's a great event. Like I said, Golgari Elves made top eight. It's a very widespread top eight. Very, very sick looking top eight. Like five-color um, human stack that went X and two. Yeah, right? There's some fun stuff in this event. The the band, there's also... Oh, no, it is five-color. You're right, yeah. They're playing a Reckless Storm Seeker. I think actually, um, Doomwake might have also streamed this list. I think yeah. from looking, seeing it this weekend. There's a lot of fun stuff. Uh, this is going to be linked below, so be sure to go check it out. And uh, I tweeted out my list online on Twitter, but you can also look at my list here. Um, yeah, I, I I think I picked a good deck for the room. I just ended up uh, some rough draws, and uh, that's just that's just magic. Somebody's four color combo. What is this? X and three. Oh, it's the Neoform deck again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so a lot of Neoform actually. I saw somebody post about it. The guy who the person who top aided. Uh, actually, like, posted, uh, like, about the team that came up with it. The, like, they were, like, ruined the deck for the event. Uh-huh. So, that's kind of exciting to see, because they put a couple into the top 32 as well. Yeah. 
So good job, though. You played well. You you spooked with the best of them, you know. Yeah. Uh, you you haunted aboard and asked permission to do so, you know. Permission to come aboard, Captain. Uh, so, I have to uh, say, look, everyone, everyone in all the various discords I'm in made fun of the waifu spectral sailor pickups, but everyone I played them against were like, what is this card? Oh, that's the new spectral sailor. Awesome. Everyone was hyped to see Kawaii sailor. Uh, two of those, uh, I got you for your birthday. You did give me two of them. So I I had to finish up the the other two. They were, uh, unbelievably difficult to find. Yeah. Uh, around your birthday. Yeah. Well, that's when Jumpstart, like, just come out, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, which is good because now I don't have to buy foil spectral sailors, which are, like, $14. Are they? Yes. No. Yeah. And you know what? This is better art, too. <laughs> well, like, okay. What? No way. I've got foil spectral sailors. Only one printing in foil? Oh, my yep. God. And the permission to... Oh, they're down. Okay, I paid six bucks each for your Spectral Sailors. Yeah. Now they're like a dollar or two. Yeah, they're like two bucks, yeah. Yeah. Worth it. Worth it. They're great. I love them. Yeah. I've got foil Spectral Sailors. Gotta gotta pull those out now. Gotta gotta ship them. Ship them off. are 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 you sure they weren't in your bulk that you just sold? They were not. Okay, good. No, no, no. The foil bulk was true foil bulk. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. <sighs> Plus, you're, you said you were going to build Spirit soon anyway, so you're going to buy in. That's true. So, you know, buy in entirely, right? You know? Got to ooh spirits. Got to ooh spirits. I like though. the waifu one, too, though. Like, I'm not going to lie. The waifu ones are the funniest ones. They're so good. They're so unbelievably cringe. They're amazing. They're, they're, it's so cringe, it's based. Based. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, but I don't know. Like... Again, once again, shout-outs to the the team, Joe Klopchik especially, who helps who helped uh, kind of take over and run things this year. Uh, the Hyper is always, always a great event. Uh, we'll be for sure going again every year. They keep running it. And um, uh, Shout-outs to the Vintage event. Oh, yeah, the No Proxy Vintage event. The No Proxy Vintage event that got, like, enough players for, like, six rounds. So they got 32 – they got – more people playing vintage than they had playing standard because there were 38 players playing standard and I think there were 42 players playing vintage. Yeah. And uh, one of my uh, homies in our in our car uh, played the vintage and top aided vintage. Ooh. Uh, I watched that man put a, uh, a beta Ruby into play, uh, then cast Mercurial Spell Dancer to twin cast a time walk and lose that game. The double time walk resolved. Was that just the most expensive double X war you've ever seen? Uh, no, they did a lot of things on those extra turns. Oh, okay. Uh, like their opponent was like turn one bizarre of Baghdad activate, um, draw a bunch of cards, discard pox walkers from the Warhammer set. Ooh. And asking Rootwalla. And a uh, and a Vengevine cast Backsking Rootwalla, put the Poxwalkers into play, put oh. the Vengevine into play, and then next turn played a second. Were those Surge Foil, foil Poxwalkers? They were Surge Foil Poxwalkers. Good, good. All right, all right, good. Uh, it was wild because I saw like the board is like a Ragavan, a Mercurial Spelldancer, 
Um, a Scalding Tarn, a Tundra, two Bizarre Baghdads, a Mox, and then two Basking Rootwallas. And I was like, <laughs> man, what is this format? Like, there's like all these Commander cards sitting next to like Ancestral Recall. Oh. And then, of course, the uh, the Zandman Chaos Sealed, where there was a Magic 30 pack. <sighs> Wild. <sighs> Man. If, honestly, if Pioneer wasn't the same day, I would have signed up for that event. Did you see the guy who uh, went to the Magic Fest Philadelphia uh, dressed, dressed as Magic 30 in a trash in can? In a garbage can, yeah. Yep. <laughs> who was recommended he not show up. Yeah, they... they... They said that he was welcome in as long as he uh, understood that the that the message he is trying to send may promote bullying, and I feel like the answer is, yeah, of you. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not the one getting bullied. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to oh. do the bullying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. So that was uh, that was the Hunter Burn. Shout out to Hunter Burn. Wonderful cause there. And like I said, we'll be back next year and every year. The uh, they, they run the event. We'll be back. There are dates already going. So uh, if you want to come hang out at Dallas at a not like massive dream hack event, come oh. play magic for a good cause. Yeah, exactly. I'm, yeah, say, I'm, I'm already excited for a dream hack. Yeah, we got to, I need to get you out of San Diego for a little bit. We can figure out, start figuring out a head count so we could get a house. Yep. Get our, get our house figured out. But anyway, uh, yeah, to get the Jun pile going. Also, if you are going to be a DreamHack Dallas, though, you will want to show up because we will be having uh, some fun new sticker designs handed out there at the event. Brand new and for DreamHack Dallas. So Absolutely. It's going to be be so much fun. We're just going to jump pile all over the place. And I'm hoping we have the content creator, um, the Streamlab again. We're going to have it. We can do – I'm talking about – I want to get the couches again and we'll do our – what we were talking about, just like the – I want to like do an antiques roadshow style. Just like bring us your pioneer decks, and we'll yeah, we'll tell you uh, we'll tell you what what it's worth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, would you be surprised if I told you that this was worth about two in the bush? <laughs> do you have Do you have the owner's manual for this still? Oh my god! Oh, pristine condition, you say? Uh, uh, all right. So before that, though, we have to get to DreamHack Dallas, and we're gonna have. Kind of in a few weeks, we're going to kind of uh, start getting some spoilers here for Mom. So uh, what do you, where do you think Pioneer's at? Obviously, we talked about how there's been no bans. We talked about unbans. What do you think of kind of wrapping things up here this week, the current state of Pioneer? Pioneer is great. Send tweet. Send tweet. I think that, like, Pioneer right now is, like, the best it's ever been. I'm going to say I- I would agree. I mean, it's it's got a metagame. It has pillars, and the pillars shift. Like there's like eight decks that are really good, and they yeah. jockey for position, and they kind of like wibble around um, every week. And then the Rakdos holdouts, you know, who own the mass media <laughs> of playing Pioneer, right? Yeah, they keep the Rakdos propaganda that Rakdos is the best deck at the top. Ragdos is not the best deck, and uh, you know, you can play a lot of decks that are very good right yeah. now. I mean, like, look, I mean, this the you know we don't, we don't usually cover air quotes lo- like 
small local events, right? But this this the Hunter Burton is no small local. There's 146 players. It's a big right. 5K event. Um, obviously, we generally don't just cover them because it's kind of rough and happening all the time. Uh, but you, when you have decks like these are events that rival the sizes of challenges, and right. you have decks like Golgari Elves top aiding, you have Mono Red Goblins top aiding, right. um, like. Pioneer is still very much the format of pick a deck that can succeed and then learn it. I hear like the um, most okay podcast host showed up and the idiot like made top 32 with spirits or something. Yeah, exactly. Like that can happen, you know? It can't happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the most fun was uh, definitely walking around the Pioneer area and being asked, aren't you playing Pioneer? And I'd be like... <laughs> No, I gotta play standard because I qualified for San Diego, and I need reps. And this is the literal only standard paper tournament for miles. Uh, there's a standard RCQ in Houston. When? Uh, I think it's like next weekend. Is it the the weekend of like April first? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Is it? Uh, I know Dragons Lair is the one host the one hosting it. Your Dragons Lair? Yes. Sorry, it is this. It is this Saturday. Dad's gonna be in town. Can't go. Mm, if it was April first, I would make it. Yeah, nope. It's this weekend. Okay. There's also two Pioneer ones here, but I can't play any of them because I'm uh, on call. Heck yeah! Give me your phone. Go play. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll solve all the problems. Solve solve all the problems, huh? Yeah. All right. I trust you. Yeah, it's me. Zach, how's it going? <laughs> Your computer's doing what? Oh, it's not supposed to do that. Yeah. Dunk it in the water. Uh, I'm not, buddy. I don't work on regular computers anymore. We're now we're in. Uh, now I'm working on cloud. I'm working in the cloud, buddy. Put the cloud in the water. Oh, the whole cloud in the water. Yeah, put it in the ocean. Get get me Jeff Bezos. Make sure you get your pert shampoo, and you're gonna need about a half gallon of two percent milk. Now, if you have whole milk, you're going to want to pour 2% of it out of the bottle. So it's 2% <laughs> milk. And then you're going to want to go ahead and just dump that on your router. And yeah. whatever cellular device you're calling me on, yeah, just make sure that goes in the milk too. <laughs> Speaking of like pouring out, like just like pour things in the bathtub, right? I don't know why I had this thought the other day, but remember how like when you were growing up, all the media was always like the whole, like, like all the cartoons and like the sitcoms or whatever, they're always like, if you get sprayed by a skunk, like you take the tomato, tomato soup bath. Yeah, I was thinking, just like how much money in tomato soup would you have to spend to actually fill a bathtub? A, a bathtub take like a reasonable bath of tomato soup for the skunk smell. Like the average bathtub. Okay, we could just math this real quick. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, how, how many gallons? How many gallons? How many gallons? And. Uh, a bathtub. Okay. About 42 gallons, but assuming you probably fill, like, what, half of that? Right. So, like, we only need, like, 20 gallons of tomato soup? Yeah. So, tomato soup by the gallon. Wait, hold on. That, this this says 80 gallons. Nah, they're rich. Okay. Supposedly. Oh, man. Well, this says the average American holds... 60 to 80 gallons. 
Well, we're getting 20 gallons and we got to okay. make it work, you know? <laughs> yeah, okay. So how much is a regular can of like Campbell's tomato soup? Um, 50 ounces? That can't be right. Welcome to the Crew 3 of Pioneer Podcast. We talked about how much it would cost to fill your bathtub. This is 10.7 ounces for like an average like can, right? So like let's say 11 fluid ounces. Okay. So, so 11 fluid ounces. Well, no, it's condensed, so it's we're actually worth double. So 22 uh, fluid ounces. So there's 128 fluid ounces in a gallon. And how many? 128. So, okay, so it's 128 times 20 is 2,560 fluid ounces divided yeah. by, you said 22? Yeah. That's 116 cans of tomato soup. <laughs> if we buy generic brand, we could get the tomato soup for 60 cents a can. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, $69.81. We need no, it. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh my god! All right. Well, the the moral of the story is uh, just don't touch uh, skunks. Skunks. Yeah. yeah. If they start doing handstands, don't get closer. Yeah, like yeah. if you see a skunk, just go the other direction. You know. Yeah. Uh, and if you're like, man, is that a cat or a skunk? The answer is doesn't matter. Sixty nine dollars <laughs> down the literally down the drain. If you're wrong, honestly. I was starting to get worried there. $69 kind of sounds like a reasonable price though, right? Like if you like got porcupine all in your face, right? Sure. Like you got to go to the doctor for that. Yeah. And like that's going to be a couple hundo. Yeah. You know, you got insurance, you're going to pay your copay and that might be like 50, 60 bucks, right? But you probably just like, you don't make an appointment, you go to the ER. So that's more expensive, you know? I mean, that's if you're, you're correct about the like, the condensed soup means it's double. It is, though, because, like, have you ever made condensed soup? I've never, ever thought about it. So, like, Progresso soup is not condensed, right? You just open the can and you go. But if you get, yeah. like, the tomato soup, like, by Campbell's, it's condensed, and you have to add one can of water to the okay. soup. After you empty the soup into your soup cooker, yeah. you then refill the can with water, and you stir it in. Okay. Yeah, it's concentrated. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So, but if we – so that's though if we used – if we had the small bath. If we have like the, the small the, – like the 60 to 80, right? We go to the 60. Well, here's the actual we'll, solution, right? Yeah. Cream tomato basil soup is included on the all-you-can-eat soup, salad, and breadsticks when you're in Olive Garden. <laughs> so really it only costs one trip to Olive Garden. They might ask you to leave once you start bathing on the table, though. Uh, you got to bring your own bathtub. But, I mean, like, you can get a kiddie pool for, like, 20 bucks. Yeah. I'm just saying. You know? They don't say you have to eat it. The bowl just has to be empty to get the new soup. Yeah. So bring your, like, 80s sweatsuit and just, like, tape it together. Tape all the seams. You put a hose up the sleeve, which <laughs> leads to a backpack that is filled with a soup containment device. And we steal all of the Italian wedding soup. The meatballs might clog the hole, though. Look what happens when Chris is in here. <laughs> I don't think Chris could have stopped any of this anyways. No, there's no way. There's no way. There's a reason this isn't a video uh, podcast. 
Uh, yeah, this- video, the video podcast will be back in April after my trip to Seattle. So uh, be be on the lookout for that. Uh, yeah. Also, again, Starry. Oh my God! Stop with the Starry. No, right. you need to try. You need to try Starry, Ricky. I've I've drank it. It's not good. It's good. I've been drinking Pepsi Zero Sugar though. I am on Pep. I do like Pepsi Zero Sugar as well. Uh, I will tell you though, this is my first event where I actually like had the big bottle of water. Right, like usually I do have water. I always do but, that. But I mean, I I have water, but I've never had the big water before. Right. The big water was nice. I like made it through like six rounds before I need, I ran out of water. Yeah, and then there's just a water fountain that you refill. Yeah, and then everyone else was like, "Bro, I'm so drunk from last night. Still, like, I want to be doing what you're doing with that big water." People, you know, they see a good thing and they're like, "I want to be a part of that." <laughs> they envy the big water. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Well, let's. Uh, like you it's said. Not- Patreon. We are supported by our support Patreon, patreon.com slash crew3mtg. So tiers available. And uh, not only do you get access to things like the Pioneer Swag Bag, if you are our top tier, uh, we have mid-tier, we also get access to exclusive content. And uh, I asked Chris, I said, hey, Chris, buddy, uh, you can pick this week's, this month's exclusive. So he's picking something spicy. We're going to record that and have that out soon. Um, so... Hey, yeah. Has so. somebody opened the like we did serialized cards on accident uh, through our so, side. Has anybody opened those? I always check the Discord every day to see if somebody's yeah. like. Oh, um, horrible things may or may not have happened to the January mailing because I have heard no. like I have not heard like I have no idea what happened, dude. Like nobody's getting them, so we might either have to do some sort of special rerun of them or reach out refund. So if you haven't gotten your January mailing and you've received the February one, please message me on discord and we will uh, make it up to you in some way with either a partial refund or um, we'll do a rerun of a, of a swag bag. So uh, let me know and we'll, we'll make sure you guys are set up and taken care of. Um, Cause again, we are not, we want to, the swag bags are our way of thanking you for our support. So we want to make sure you guys are receiving what you should be receiving when you sign up for our, our Patreon tiers. Uh, and of course, the Patreon is also how we'll be releasing the Speed Racer commentary, which will be coming up soon. Uh, I know I've been hyping this up, but uh, I'm hoping maybe we can do it this weekend. I'm not positive on that, though. Uh, but it will be for sure the next few weeks. And once we're with Speed Racer, we got... Uh, we're on our way working towards the League of Legends stream. Oh, yeah, the League of Legends stream. That'll be the last thing we do out of as our... A, as a group? <laughs> I uninstall the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. I'm excited about yeah. a lot coming up right now. Like, there's a lot to be excited about as a Magic player. There is, you know, Mom looks sweet, and then, like, we've got, like, you know competitive play coming back from 2022 and now it's 2023 and we're doing it again, you know? Yeah. And, um, hack and mm-hmm. a lot to be excited about right now. Yeah. All right. So, uh, but of course though, like I was saying, but all tiers of the Patreon do have access to our Patreon channel where sometimes we say, Hey, podcast topics, even stuff like that. We also just talk about special things with the patrons and you do get access to the Patreon mailbag where you can ask questions. Sounds like this. This comes in from Revan Christ. Who asked the question, 
What non-Pioneer legal sideboard cards would like to see reprinted into Pioneer? What non-sideboard? What non-Pioneer legal like sideboard cards? Honestly, let's open this up just to what non-Pioneer legal cards do you want to see get reprinted? I know your answer. Yeah? Yeah, I know your answer exactly. What is my answer exactly? Drog School Captain and Lingering Souls. I'm right. Tell me I'm right. Honestly. Don't don't you try to backtrack out of this. No, 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 no. You are right with Lingering Souls. I do really want Lingering Souls. I do. I think Drog Skull Captain makes things too icky. Too icky. Yeah, because like in a world with Collected Company, right? Like Drog Skull Captain is a strict upgrade to Imperial Eagle. Uh-huh. But I really don't think I want to live in a world where we're just like we're cocoing to double Drog Skull Captain and just like laughing our way to the bank. <laughs> you don't like laughing your way to the bank? I do. But then I'm, I'm going to be the asshole laughing my way to the bank while my opponents are just, like, suffering. People already hate playing in Spirits enough with Collected Company. Right. And, like, I don't want to give them more ammunition for the fodder. <sighs> Let's see here. Non-Pioneer cards I'd like to see in Pioneer. Here's the th- here's another answer, though. Uh-huh. Um, I, th- I think we can agree on this, right? Uh-huh. It's going to get a sick reprint soon with the new art... Future Sight Border Japanese language reprinting of yeah. Tarmogoyf. Tarmogoyf is a good one. Tarmogoyf is a real good answer. Um, it might actually spur like uh, a Jund deck because we can't not play Fable. Yeah. Um, in our mid range piles. So <clears throat> let's see. I would like Snapcaster Mage. I, I think Snapcaster is still too good. I don't think so. It's, it's it's really borderline. No play in modern at all. Okay. It, literally in no decks in modern. And he conflicts with the Delve cards. I'm not saying you're not going to play him and Delve cards in your same deck, but I'm just saying. I mean, here's my thing, right? I want you to be wrong because uh-huh. I'm just going to all in on like Grix's piles. Oh, man. Do not play the bolus piles. This is a trap. We're gonna bolus pile with snapcaster mage. How is that a trap? Like, just think about like Fable of the Mirror Breaker fueling our snapcaster mages, and then we get to copy snapcaster mage with Fable of the Mirror Breaker. This is why it's a problem, Ricky. It's not a problem yet. It's not a problem. Don't worry about it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, I think snapcaster mage would be really sick. Yeah. I also think. All right. Rancor. I'm going to say it. Yeah, I think Rancor needs to come to Pioneer. Yes, Ricky. Yes. Real Get Audacity Rancor. out of here. Not Audacity. Real real Rancor. Yes, Ricky. Format could take it. I think it would be okay. There's not enough boggles for it to be a problem. Do you think we need one more boggle in Pioneer? No. No? I don't. Okay. Not at all. all right. Yeah. Invisible Stalker can get out of here. Yeah. Um, other than that, like, I can't think of, like, off the top of my head, because like, I'm, like, I'm just, just reaching back. I'm, like, just reaching back. Just sideboard cards is hard, right, I think? If we're going sideboard cards, like, the sideboard card I would like more than anything, uh, like, real pyroclasm. Sure, yeah. I don't know, it might not be good enough anymore. You might have to get a three-mana pyroclasm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
there was so we like we're thinking like Innistrad, I'm thinking like Zendikar, I'm thinking like sets like that that are not in Pioneer and like cards that I've played from sideboards in those sets, right? Like uh like Modern Red isn't super relevant right now, but like Core Firewalk or something like that, maybe. Well that's just like a, an absolute like hate piece. I think I think Flash Freeze would be nice. Okay. I think Flash Freeze would be nice. Um, I kind of like those hate that like cycle of hate cards, right? Okay. Um, because we only have like self hate cards for some reason. We have like the self hate cycle twice. I think. Yes. Because there's well, like two like... two self hate cycles, and then we have like the really bad hate cycles and cons that like were unbelievably trash. Yeah, they, but then you have like uh, Aether Gust and Raven Feeblement. Yeah, the Aethergust, Raven Feeblement, like that cycle is like fine. Yeah. But like You have the hate creatures you have the hate creatures um that really don't see play. Like Tidebinder Mage, yeah. um, Mind Slicer, uh Lifebane Zombie. Lifebane Zombie, yeah. Paladin, the three drops. Witch Stalker. Yeah. Yeah. Um the like Flash Freeze is just like a card that I think is like awesome. It needs to be in kind of like every Every format, and I think like it'd be good right now because of like it's a good answer to like creativity. Okay, yeah, and it, it's interesting in the creativity matchup. Like, the thing is, like, I guess like in a world where we have negate, right? But, like, sure. Flash needs to be able to hit Eskis Chariot, but also hit Cavalier, and also hit like Old Growth Troll, mm-hmm. and hit Fable. Like, it hits so much. What do you think of like Reman and Pioneer? Um, I mean, they're just printing better remand in uh, in Modern Horizons three. Yeah, the white one. Mm-hmm. It's just strictly better remand. Yeah, because it can remand uh, abrupt decay. Sure. I don't think remand would be a sideboard card because like there's other cards I think about. Like, well, no, I I just kind of went back to like regular regular right. reprints because I'm trying to think like I think Pioneer honestly has like a lot of great sideboard options available to it. Right. We don't need any more yard hate. That's the thing, No, we right? have the only thing we're missing, I think, is honestly Relic of Progenitus. Right. Everything else is like legal in the format. Um, it doesn't matter what like artifact piece uh you give us. Because card exists. Because well not because that because like because creativity beats all of them. Sure. So like there's no need to like get any kind of that kind of thing going. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already have Damping Sphere, which is, like, the best, like, Storm slash, like, Lotus Damping Field. Damping Sphere and or... Deafening Silence. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. Um, is there, like, a Gaddic Teague or, like, Thorn of Amethyst or something, maybe? I, I mean, like, we've got, like, Archon of Emeria. We've got Redane, yeah. right? Like, yeah. So I don't think we need that either. So I'm thinking now just of, like, hate, like, color hate cards, right? Sure. Maybe guttural response would be cool guttural response i like that yeah guttural response of course one red green hybrid instant counter target blue instant spell mm-hmm. um that'd be a cool sideboard card to bring in yeah that's a good question though there's a lot to think about right yeah for sure when you're thinking especially about sideboard cards specifically if you're actually answering the question it's super interesting yeah um and then you like try to think about like the decks currently Null Rod. Sure. Give us Null Rod to beat Grease Fang into the earth. Just take the Grease Fang deck and 
directly directly into the core of the earth. Apply null rod directly to the forehead. Exactly. Um, I think that we need to print a sideboard card that just takes your opponent out of the dungeon for legacy. Sure. And vintage, because like it's still all about like I saw somebody who top aided like the legacy event right. Uh-huh. That was playing like Winota and like their targets to hit with Winota were like it just uh initiative creatures. Sure. Yep. It was just like uh the goal was to either play like a turn one uh like Ravel Master into turn two Winota. Or just play a turn one Winota or a turn one initiative creature that costs four mana. Mm-hmm. And that's the game. That's the whole sounds, ball game. Sounds about right, yep. Uh, um, so, you know, absolute misery. Like, all of Legacy right now. Yeah. There's nothing, like, old set that, like, stops walkers, like, cold, hard, dead, right? No. Yeah, so... Yeah, I can't think of anything else. I think Flash Freeze is my best answer. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of stuff that just, like... There's, like, random, weird, like, burn spells and stuff like that. Like Random uh, burn spells? Yeah, like, Gorilla Tactics. That says, like, Stop Liliana? Yeah. You stop Liliana by discarding a Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> um, What's the card called? Uh... No, I wait. Hold on, I know exactly the answer. Okay. Uh, like either Anathemancer or Price of Progress. Yeah, we already said Price of Progress is definitely too good, right? Right. Anathemancer isn't. Okay, sure. Yeah. That's the that's the the zombie for three mana that does uh one damage to your opponent sure. for each yeah. non basic they control, and then yeah. it has unearth. Unearth, yeah. That card is like sick against decks that just like are playing all non basics, and it's just so like, like the entirety of Pioneer. Uh, except for mono green, uh, mono blue, and uh, mono red. Yeah, pretty much. All the monos, you know, mono white. Yeah. That's what I always like. I think I was recently on a uh, Shock Seas podcast. Yeah. He said, what are the good matchups for Phoenix? And I was like, all the monos. Yeah. Mono blue, mono white, mono green. We didn't get vaccinated. Huh? We got vaccinated. Oh, yeah? We can't catch mono. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. The 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 joke came around when I, I hear vaccine though, and living in twenty twenty three. Sure. You know what I think, of, right? Yeah, yeah. I get you. I get you. I get you. All right. All right. Well, that will do it for for this week's episode. Thank you for sitting through Tomato Soupcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, hey, you if, you, uh, if you ever also had those call the void questions, now you know. Yep. All right. Well, we will talk to you all next week uh ricky where can everyone tune in and find you on the socials uh you can find me on twitter at also steve you can also find me on twitch um twitch.tv slash crew 3 mtg and i'm going to get back to streaming probably not this week but next week awesome and of course you can find me also on twitter at crew 3 podcast uh, and you can find me over on our YouTube channel posting stuff. And when the video ser- when the uh, video podcast comes back in April, and uh, I have some fun ideas for videos we got coming out, and uh, hopefully I'll be back. I think I think when uh, SOI drops, I might try to stream like once a week, Ooh. either limited or uh, or play some spookies and explore. You know. Yep. 
All the spooks will be there. So anyway, uh, we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.